Hello, and thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle. I'm your host, Andy Brenton. Each week, you will hear practical and engaging tips and strategies in order to live your absolute best life as a Christian. So let's begin with today's portion of Practical Christian Living. The parable of the Good Samaritan. How does that affect your life? Has it changed you as to how you look at other people? Those who you are surrounded by on a daily basis or even occasionally? In Luke chapter 10, we have the parable of the Good Samaritan. And it speaks of this expert in the law, the lawyer who stood up to test Jesus. And he asked Jesus, what do I need to do or what must I do in order to inherit eternal life? And Jesus, in turn, gives him a question, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And the lawyer answered, he says, you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, all your strength, all your mind. You love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus replied to that and said, you've answered correctly. Now do this and you'll live. But then wanting to justify himself, the lawyer then in turn asked, who is my neighbor? And that's what I want us to seek to answer today. Who is our neighbor? And what do we do with this information? It can be difficult to show compassion to someone that you might despise. I think we would all agree with that. And it can also be difficult to receive help if they offer it from that same person. And that's because you would think that person is more of an enemy than they are a friend or even a neighbor. And so this parable in Luke chapter 10 is really about God showing love and compassion with no strings attached and for you and I to do the same thing, even if that person is our enemy. In Jesus's parable, a priest and a Levite pass by and notice the man who has been robbed and beaten left for dead, but they keep going without offering any help. But then along comes a Samaritan. In those days, Jews and Samaritans despised each other. They were true enemies. But this Samaritan man stops and takes action in practical ways. And so who is our neighbor? You know, you may not know me by name. I'm the guy who works the same shift at the plant. I'm the woman who sat at a nearby table the other day at the donut shop. I'm the grease-stained mechanic who periodically works on your car. I'm the old man who walks his dog past your house every morning. I'm the teenage kid who you get frustrated with because of my immaturity. I'm the feeble old lady who lives in seclusion in her house down the street. I'm the obnoxious beer guzzler guy that you sat near at the baseball game last night, and you had to endure my mouth through the extra innings. No, I'm not a Christian, but I am your neighbor. You may not like the way that I live. You may not like the way that I act. And as I see it, a little dishonesty now and then is natural, even necessary. I can use profanity as well as anyone, and I don't mind proving it on occasion. I think that happiness in life really depends on what you have, what you want to get, and how you're going to accomplish that. My life is centered totally around self. Isn't everybody's? Maybe God is up there somewhere, but I'm not concerned with him. If he has any concern for me, why did he take away my loved ones? I suppose religion is fine for some people if that's what they want, but I think those fanatics who let it control their lives are fools. Life is too short. There are too many problems. There's too much pain. Why should I burden myself with something so restricting? And yet, no matter how hard I try, I don't ever seem to be able to find the happiness I'm looking for. I don't understand why. I'm not a Christian. I'm just your neighbor. You can see what my problem is, even though I can't. My concepts of God, morality, and true happiness are distorted. 
I've misunderstood the purpose of my being here, and I don't see sin for what it really is, a crime against my maker, who I look to be a cruel oppressor that holds me captive. And I don't realize that eternal punishment is only a heartbeat away. But you understand all of this. Will you allow me to continue in my ignorance without even lifting a finger to help? Is there anything that you can do? Perhaps if you'd show me some kindness, even when I don't deserve it. Strike up a friendly conversation. Show an interest in me. And don't be afraid to mention God or morality. Yes, I'll probably think you're a little strange at first, but don't you see I need help in thinking about such matters? If you left it up to me, those things would rarely ever enter into my mind. Show to me the joyfulness that you say accompanies one who serves God. Let me see that there really are some people who have found contentment in this life. Prove to me that total dedication to Christ lifts a man's burden instead of becoming an additional one. But don't stop there. Invite me to come to worship. Ask me to come join you in a Bible study. But if I say no at first, don't give up on me. Tell me about God's plan of salvation. Teach me those noble truths that you know so well. Above all, be patient with me. Don't become so easily frustrated when those passages that appear so clear to you don't appear that way to me. Slowly and gently remove the scales of denominational religion from my eyes. Help me to be what I should be. Help me so that my soul can be saved too. You may not know me by my name, but I'll tell you who I am. I'm the one who was going down the road from Jerusalem to Jericho, who fell among thieves. I was stripped, I was beaten, and I was left half dead. Some have already seen me, and yet they have passed by. I'm not a Christian. Won't you please be my neighbor? You know, there are a lot of people who have a tendency to measure their love for God by their commitment to their church attendance or the Bible study, or how much they give, or their volunteering. Yet loving your neighbor demands more. To love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength goes hand in hand with how you love your neighbor as yourself. The question is, are we commanded to do both? Absolutely. And we are regardless of who they are, what they have done, or where they come from. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle, subscribing to it, and sharing it with those that you love. As always, it is my prayer that God be with you and that you seek Him in all things. Until next time, God bless.